Hey, beautiful faces. Welcome to Under the Sun with Sunny Morrison. I am your host, Sunny Morrison. Today is Tuesday, April. Oh my gosh, what is today? I don't even know. That's a shame. April 28th. Yes, April 28th. And I am here in quarantine once again. We are still quarantining. If that's a word, if not, I made it up and I am here with a guest today on the show. And we are going to talk about surviving the uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 during and after everything is done with real estate. You know, how are we to save our homes? How are we to uh, protect our property? And even if we decide to sell, what are our options? So I have with me today, I have one of my big sisters here that is going to talk to us about uh, different options that we could um, can do or implement. And she is a licensed broker in Atlanta, Georgia, and she's a licensed agent in Florida. So she is by coastal. So she can tell you on both ends of what you can and cannot do to help us move forward. So welcome everyone, my Sunny Bunnies, Joni Favors. Hi. Hi, Joni. Hi, this is Joni Favors, and I'm calling you from in my home office, mm-hmm. in Favors Real Estate. Okay. And I hope everyone is safe and that you're doing distancing and staying at home as much as possible regardless to what we might hear in the media right that the states are open let's use common sense and stay at home <laughs> right feel safe right right that way we can save more lives but as we as it relates to what we are here today for real estate mm-hmm. and how the changes have occurred during the pandemic one of the pressing issues is people who had qualified to buy homes prior to the pandemic and within the pandemic lost jobs and therefore they lost their mortgage loans. Right. At this time, they're unable to purchase a property. Okay. So, okay. So what if someone has already you know, had a loan or had a a home on the table and all of this happened and they lost the job. So that means the, uh, I guess the deal is going to be canceled. That means that the buyer is no longer to purchase that home Mm -hmm. as, as it relates to borrowing money. They now become a liability or a risk for that funding company to loan them money and with so many people losing their jobs they lost the loan so if you don't have a job when you're trying to purchase a home you can't buy the house right so if you lose a home if you lose a job you lost the deal now the other issue to that is when the pandemic is come is over and we're back in our normal process of business, the way we do business every day. Right. There may be some new concerns or new rules or new procedures. Because we don't know how long this is going to last. Right. And I think the biggest issue for people, 
especially sellers, um, is to know when they're making decisions about selling their home, they have to think about our current situation. We're in a pandemic. Right, right. So if someone, if a buyer agent comes to you and asks you, uh, can my client rent your house or lease your seller's house until after the pandemic and then we'll move forward and purchase the house once the pandemic is over, the answer is no, because they lost their job. Right, right. So if they lose their job, where are they going to get the loan from? And we don't know how the lending institution is going to look at this pandemic. And Wait, hold on for one second. Hold on for one second. All right, everyone. Sorry about that. We're going to keep the show going. So as we... Before we got interrupted, you were speaking about, uh, I guess, what, tenants wanting to rent out uh, properties? Yes. Those are people who were qualified to buy a home and they're already into a binding contract with the seller. And once the pandemic uh, surfaced, they would ask and they lost their job. Then they lost the contract and they would ask if they could lease the property until the pandemic is over and restore their employment and move forward with the sale. Uh, it's, I advise to sellers that it's not a wise thing to um, do when you're looking at the pandemic because we don't know how long we're going to be into this stage of our life and where the government has um, recommended that you don't charge rent to them uh-huh. and you're going to lose out because okay. they lose a job right. and they don't have money to pay rent then it's a losing battle you still have a mortgage on that property but shouldn't they call their mortgage the people who own the house shouldn't they call their mortgage the, to find out what their options are the people who are who are the owners of the property should call their mortgage company to find out what options that they have available for right them. that's not for your renter no right right that's what it's i mean not, that's what i'm asking shouldn't be no, right yeah. okay the renter is not going to be able to pay you. Right. However, you may get an offset from the mortgage company. So you're using that money for someone else to live in your property who can't really afford to. So the best solution to that is just to wait until the pandemic is over. Everybody restore their normal life. Hopefully we can't right. pay. And then they could move forward on their sales. Right, right. Okay, but what do you think the market is going to be? Well, what do you think the market is right now? Is it a buyer's market or is it a, a seller's market right now? Right now, it's no market. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and I understand what you're saying when you say a buyer's or a seller's. That's who's selling more houses or who's looking for more houses. Right. However, the pandemic has stopped all business as we've known it right it's it's at a halt it's at a standstill and so no one is selling and no one is buying right right don't have a job you can't buy if you don't have a seller you can't sell so right now the 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 most thing to say is we're at a standstill yeah we're at a hold you know the world has stopped and that's until we start to um, evolve again. Mm-hmm. 
and we will learn new um, rules and, and regulations and methods that they may put in place and what they may keep that's existing, we won't know until after that time. So have they changed any of the rules prior to the pandemic in terms of getting a home? Yes, they have because um, besides people losing jobs, right. FHA implemented and increased the credit score. A first-time buyer was once able to buy it at a 580 credit score. Uh-huh. Now, FHA put it to a 640. And if you want a refinancing, you got to have a 680 credit score. So those have been the most recent changes. And that is another reason people are losing their real estate deals. Say they were in contract. Right. The property. Right. And then the rules changed. And they required them now to have a 640. They lost those loans. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, but, okay. So I'm going to go back to you saying, if you want to refinance your home and you got the house at a 580 credit score already, correct? But now that you have the home, you've been in the home for maybe like two, three years. Now you want to refinance the home. In order to refinance the home, your score has to be 680? 680. Most um, lending institutions, who, depending on who you go with, may not use that same score, but the majority of them will. And those are the new scores for refinancing, 680. And you know how banks and funding institutions uh, compete with each other? Right. Somebody, somebody may have it lower than that. Right. But at a standard, on a standard, it's 680. On a, on a standard, 680? Yes. Okay. That's for refinancing. Refinancing. To okay. buy a home is at 640. Okay, so to buy the home, you have to come yes. in with a 640. 640. Right. So what are some of the options for people who may not have a 640 credit score? Well, they would need to look at their uh, credit report with a credit advisor mm-hmm. and allow them to review their information and make corrections so that they can increase their scores. Okay. And then do you know, I mean, I don't know if that's a part of your uh, expertise in terms of the credit. Do you know, like, how long does that process take in order for you to get your credit score, your credit scores to be increased? That depends on the person who you work with or the agency that you work with who does credit repair. Uh It can take between 30 to 60 days, maybe 90 days to correct that. But I've known our I've known it to correct in about 30 days. So, oh, really? Mm-hmm. If you make, if you have a good person that's doing your um, credit repair, uh-huh. and based on how consistent they are with the letters and when re- your report, right? On what is delinquent, letting you know when to get it paid, it can repair really quickly within 30 days. But if you have someone that's going to wait 30 days before they start 
repairing your credit and letting you know what you need to do, sending out the letters and et cetera, then yes, it'll take longer. So those people who think that um, they may have a credit issue and need a repair, I know a very good source. So I can share that information with you um, at the end of... Right, because I was going to ask you, that was going to be my next question was... um, do the real estate uh, agencies or agents, do they have like a team where they can refer you to someone that does credit repairs? Because, you know, some of these re- credit repair companies, they're not all wrapped up to be who they are. You know what I mean? They end up seeing one thing and then your credit is not repaired. Right. And, and you put out so much money because I've heard so many stories from people that I know personally that have paid you know, thousands of dollars to get their credit repaired and their credit still isn't repaired. Right. You know, that again goes back to who's doing your credit repair, how reliable they are with what they do to make sure that your reports are corrected. And I do have a very good person for you. And I've uh, seen cases that they have worked on. Right. And their reports have really improved. One, a client of mine needed hers done, and she put it in. She, I referred her to this agency, and they corrected it, and it, her score went in the 800s, and it maintained that. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. right. So is that the that person, person... that did the repair was very consistent and diligent and got the letters out and did the certified information, and it changed. Right, right. So okay. it's just as good as the person right. who you hire to do it. You know, some people do a great job. Some people do a good job. Some people do a fair job. And some people do a poor job. Right, right, right. But that's the thing. Like, some people don't know who are the ones that's going to do the great job. <laughs> they need yeah. they need that referral. You know what I mean? So that's why I was asking if do you, you know, like, do most of the agents have their own team of you know, people to do like credit check or to do the um, whatever else needed to get you that loan, you know, or if it's just by referrals based on, like you say, doing a great job, you know. Well, most um, real estate brokers have a team. They have a mortgage. Yeah. They have a repair person. They right. have an appraisal. Right. It's all of these things you need to uh, consummate your deal. Right. So it, it's, it's mandatory. You have to have those types of things. Uh, the person who does the credit checking, et cetera. So once that's done and they see that they can't sell you a house or they can't finance a house for you, then we send you over to the repair person who will help you get it repaired at a fee. It's not free. It costs money. These are separate and independent businesses. Right. Nothing is free, honey. So (laughs) they are reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's affordable. So with you being a broker in Georgia, you in Atlanta, and then you're being a, and you're also a licensed agent here in Florida. Tell us a little bit about your services and what you offer. Well, I do word of mouth Mm -hmm. with people I've worked with in the past. Mm -hmm. Most of my clients or the majority of my clients come back from those sources. I don't do a lot of advertisement because I have a good um, referral base. People who know me, they know uh, my quality and they know that I'm diligent and I'm going to work with them until it's done. And if we come into any snags, I know who to refer them to 
And I most of all have someone who can fund them the money for right. the mortgage. So right. naturally I get a lot of clients because they know we're going to get that mortgage done. And that's what they need to um, to purchase the home. So, yes, I do um, work with a lot of people based on referrals. So as a broker, you, you're the, this is what you do in, in, in Atlanta or this is what you do overall in both? Overall. Yeah. Overall, mm-hmm. overall. So what are some of those services? Like what are you, as far as the broker, um, you are the one that gets them the mortgage loan? Yes. But when they come to me, the reason they will come to me is because they know I have um, a, a contact that I could refer them to okay. to process their loan. And what this person does, who is a mortgage originator, and they run the credit, they see what score they get, they check the money in their bank to see how much money they have to qualify or for the deposits and the closing costs and all the origination fees and all the fees that comes along with real estate. They check that out first. And when they qualify with the score and verification of the money, verification of the employment, then they get them a pre-approval letter. And that pre-approval letter based on the credit score tells them how much money they can buy. That's right. the very first step of real estate. If they can buy a $300,000 home, then they tell me what they want to do within that range of 300000 Right. Cannot go over 300000 unless the lender says... Yes, they could come up with. Um, they could pay the to say they, they could pay the extra thousand. Yeah, the house costs three forty. Then they could pay the forty thousand. Right, but right. most of the time, lenders will or will not allow that for whatever reasons, and they'll let you know why. Oh, okay. But okay. if you're qualified for three hundred thousand, you don't have to spend three hundred thousand. Okay. You can spend ninety thousand. You can spend fifty thousand. You can spend a hundred thousand up to three hundred. So if you get a loan, if you get approved for three hundred thousand, and then you find a home for ninety nine thousand, so then you get the the balance of the loan. No, you just you only get that ninety ninety nine thousand. Ninety nine thousand. Oh well, they should give you the rest. (laughs) (laughs) So you can do some work. And then your mortgage payments are cheaper. Right, right, right. They're lower. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so okay, so now that's your information, uh, the services that you offer as a broker. So as an agent, as a Florida uh, real estate agent, what are some of your well I'm pretty sure everyone knows but then for those who don't know what a Florida uh, what a not just a Florida but what a real estate you know does in terms of how you go about getting your clients and how you go about getting the property for them to you know go out and hopefully purchase Find the house. right well the first thing is um, the realtor will either Find their clients through advertisements. They have websites. Mm-hmm. They have um, Twitter, Facebook. All the social media. They have all, all yeah. social medias to 
media to attract their clients. Right. Or they might just walk around, pass out flyers, do word of mouth, um, whatever. Right. And then that's how they attract their clients. Once they get their clients, then they refer them to the mortgage originator. Then once the mortgage originator approves them, then they go to um, the appraisal. And the appraisal will appraise the house. And then after uh, the appraisal, they can do their own inspection. Or they would do it vice versa, but they would do, they could, they're allowed to do their own inspection. So we have on our team, we have agents, we have appraisals, we have mortgage originators, we have credit repair people, we have uh, people to make repairs. If we need something painted inside of a house, we got painters. If we need uh, air conditioner repair, we could reach out to an air conditioner person. So there's a number of people who work together with children to make that, that deal, to make sure it's Okay, I'm sorry about that. Our my my studio right now is like very busy. <laughs> I got people walking up to my door. And by the way, we are social distancing because my sister is in Georgia, so we're practicing social distancing. I just wanted to say that because my my door is just chiming. But um, but anyway, so yeah, if someone wanted to use your services in Florida, and you only can do business in Florida in Atlanta, correct? And that's the license aspect of it. Right. The other part of real estate is as long as I'm licensed. Right. To one of those states. Right. I can make a referral around the country. All 50 states. Oh, all the round. Okay. All 50 states. I can make a referral. Let me give you an example. Okay. Say you're moving to California and you need a property to buy. Right. For your family. I can reach out to a realtor in California, let them know that I have a client coming that way. They are um, needing a home, already pre-approved, da-da-da-da-da, and send the documents to them. And when you arrive, then you contact them and they'll take you out. What happens is whatever you buy, I get a percentage of it. Right. That right. percentage is based on what we agree. Right. And it can start from 50%, 60%, 40%, whatever. Right. Uh, 10%. Right. Whatever. You know, so a realtor can make money all around the country. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I just thought you, once you are licensed in your state is where you do your you do your business no. you no. know in the you state you can make referrals it's what? all the referral base so you can make money all across the country we got 50 states thousands of uh, cities and you can refer to all of those all of those realtors and bro okay mm-hmm. all those realtors and brokers right so that's so- how the money is made a lot of people go into investments uh-huh uh-huh to buy houses and then they can sell it and when you um you don't have to be a realtor to buy a house and you don't have to be a realtor to sell your house right the difference is you don't have to be a realtor to sell your own house. Okay. Once you buy a property, you can sell that property without a realtor. But you will need someone to write up 
the form. So either way it go, that realtor still going to make money because even though as an owner you can sell your own property, you can't write the paperwork because right. you're not a licensed real estate agent. Okay. okay. And so that's another way you make money in real estate. Right, right. Working with investors, doing the paperwork for them, the purchase sales agreements, doing the addendums, um, doing modifications, and you charge them for that. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm going to have to do another show with you for those that are interested in, you know, getting into real estate. And what you're saying is very informative because people really do think you have to have a license in order to get into real estate. And we can do like another 30, 40 minute show just speaking about the different opportunities that real estate offers besides becoming a licensed real estate uh, agent or a broker or, you know, whatever, you know, um, cause, right. cause they also have like real estate assistance, correct? Right. Yeah. Like, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Real estate. And they assistance. have, uh, the real estate assistants have so many duties that you wouldn't think they would be allowed to have without a license, but there are able, there are a lot of, um, uh, duties that the assistant can do without a license. Without a license. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they learn a lot. You know, they learn, learn a lot. Learn a lot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing with the real estate, and I would not downplay it in the least, that it's a very, extremely hard course. Yeah. It's a hard course, but you can do it. You yeah. just have to figure out a way to understand the material right. and relate it to something that you already are familiar with, yeah. you can pass that test. Because if I passed it, I think anybody <laughs> can pass it. <laughs> I hear you because I haven't even tried to do it. I know it was something that I had wanted to do, you know, years ago. But, you know, if I can find a loophole to do it in another way and still make money and still be able to be in the industry, then I am willing to do that as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be under the investing. Right. That's, exactly. Or um, you just have your personal um, repertoire of houses that you want to purchase. Right. You don't have to be with anyone. You right. can buy it. You just right. go out there. Um, Mrs. Favors, I like to buy a $90,000 rental property. Right. If you can find that for me, I'll go look for it. We set it all up. You buy it. It's yours. Then it, you do whatever you want to do with it. You can rent it. You can sell it. You can lease it. You can even let it sit there and do nothing with it. So, right, right, right. And when I say you can sell it, I mean just that. Literally, you can sell your own house without a realtor. Okay, okay. So see, but uh, the other side of that is you cannot do the paperwork. You can't do the purchase and sale. So who's going to do the paperwork? The realtor. The realtor. Oh, so <laughs> yes. you still got to get somebody eventually right. to sell it. I mean, to do the okay. t- to close it, in other words. Right. Yeah. You gotta hire somebody to do the closing. Yeah. And you, because you can't do that. Right. You got to have someone to do the sales and purchase agreement and right. any other documents that's needed for the sale. Right. But as far as advertising your house and letting people come in to look at your house and. You can do um, that. You can do that. Yeah. Okay. So, so. Do me a favor quickly and go ahead and give out information of, you know, how someone can reach you if they're interested in purchasing a home in Atlanta, uh, South Florida or worldwide. 
and uh, that way they can reach you directly. Okay, thank you so much for saying that worldwide. Yes. What really what real estate uh, do? We work worldwide. Yes. So um, if you wanted to reach me, you can call me at seven seven zero three three four seven five one five. That's a text email. JM Favors Real Estate at gmail.com and just drop me a line and or a little short message or text and I'll get back with you and if you're going to Timbuktu I send you there so. <laughs> alright Timbuktuers <laughs> well thank you Joni I appreciate your time uh, coming on under the sun on this beautiful day and I always let people know where I am currently I am in the beautiful city of Pembroke Pines and she is in the beautiful city of Hostel, Georgia Hostel, Georgia and Pembroke Pines, Florida yes and she's there she's also there as well but right now she's in Georgia and we want to thank you all for tuning in people I always say and I will say it again we will prevail we will move forward just continue yes. to take care of yourself continue to keep your mental safe do not allow this to take your mental into a sunken place I want to give you all peace love and positivity and have a sunny day thank you so much for tuning in thank you big sister stay safe stay safe, stay safe.